Hello, 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 and welcome back, family. Thank you so very much for joining me again for a very special edition of Kingdom Gold. I'm your host, Jessica Zarita Wilson, and this is season one, episode two, entitled Connection. On today's episode, we'll be discussing connecting through Corona, and ultimately trying to dive into the nuances that many, if not most of our relationships have taken on during this extended time of social distancing. But first, as promised, I have an awesomely handsome special guest co-host with me today, my amazing husband, Jesse, Mr. Wilson. Say hello to the listeners, Ben. What's up, listeners? Thank you for joining my wife and I today in a special edition of Kingdom Goals. But before we delve into this conversation, let us first examine the state of all of our unions as they now stand. So, babe, the idea is this. Let's think of it. First, according to various news sources, including the New York Times and Business Insider, approximately about 95% of people in the U.S. have been ordered to stay at home or, as some may commonly call it, shelter in place. All of the states, with the exception of seven, and right up until the point where we're having this discussion, these seven still were the standouts. Um, They were Arkansas, Nebraska, South Dakota, North Dakota, Iowa, Wyoming, and Utah. So except for these seven states, all other states in the U.S. have issued what amounts to statewide stay-at-home orders. Now again, politics aside, as I told you all in episode one, uh, you won't get judgment here at Kingdom Goals. This is a love space and love reigns here. Um, Though I like to stay informed and I want to keep my listeners informed, but if we're really looking at the numbers and kind of examining what this means, relatively most of America and the world um, we're being told to stay indoors and at home as much as we can, except for essential travel. So that has to do with anything such as grocery shopping, um, if you need to run to the pharmacy, uh, and anything that's deemed necessary uh, and for the purposes of maybe caring for or checking in with elderly family members for food or any kind of essential resources they may need. So apart from these very direct Um, needs, many people are pretty much just shut in with their very immediate family members. So this is inclusive of children, husbands, wives, um, and for some, even their parents. Um, For others who may be single, they're actually kind of doing this solo. They're sheltering in place by themselves. So how do we make sense of this? What is it that we can try to figure out in needing to adapt to these newly implemented social restraints, among the many other things that COVID-19 has thrusted on us. I kind of want to know and take a a temperature gauge, and that's why I have Jesse here with me today, to kind of understand the ways in which we can stay physically, emotionally, and spiritually connected to each other, um, and especially to our extended family. Um, as well as our partners, you know, our husbands, our wives, um, and even friends during such an intense time of imposed social distancing. 
And what does this term even mean? So granted, we've been given the literal definition of what the term social distancing means, but I'm talking more about the metaphoric and even symbolic connotations that this term has kind of created in our human culture um, from every news cycle, from the morning to the evening to even into the midnight hours, this term is used ad nauseum. And so what has it created in our sense of understanding and even in our personal sense of experiencing the term, um, enacting and applying the term in everyday life and just thinking of it on a daily basis it's been etched, I know for at least my mind, <laughs> into our psyche, our thought pattern, our sleep patterns maybe, as well as into the daily lexicon of billions of people around the globe. For some, and maybe you're in this percentage, it is taken on a means of just simply ensuring that we're all aware we remember and we have a common language surrounding the personal space criteria, right? So it's just to ensure that our personal space is respected by others and them ensuring that they're keeping and we're ensuring that we're keeping our own, right? By at least six feet. However, for many others, this term, I believe, has really created a vast disconnect and even tapped into something much more devastating, which is fear, right? This term in and of itself is one that I actually just recently realized was it new. Um, as I have much more time on my hands of late, as I'm sure many of you can relate to, I decided to rewatch a movie that I've seen about five times before. So the movie, which many of you may have seen, may have heard, or may have rewatched it as well, is called Contagion. And so it stars, for those of you who don't know, Gwyneth Paltrow, Matt Damon, Lawrence Fishburne, and a host of other A-list celebrity um, movie stars. Um, and it's Steven Soderbergh's rendition of life in a world where panic and process stem from the effects of a global pandemic. And honestly, you guys, it was truly a stark, for me at least, visualization of art imitating life. To this end, though, it's actually Lawrence Fishburne's character, um, who's named Dr. Ellis Cheever, and he plays a higher up at the CDC um, in Atlanta. And it's actually his character that utters the very word social distancing. So, and what can be seen as a cruelly, in my opinion, ironic turn of events, Dr. Sanjay Gupta, of all people of CNN fame, is playing himself and is actually conducting an interview with Fishburne's character about the consequences of this movie-made pandemic. So in the movie, Fishburne's character is calling for people to practice and wait for it social distancing among other contagion preventative measures like completely mind blown right <laughs> and now as many of us maybe pretty quickly coming to understand about it social distancing in and of itself um is important 
right? We're at a juncture with a very highly contagious, um, virulent virus. And so at this point, we understand that it's necessary. However, when taken to the extreme, it can, and in some cases, I fear more than likely has spelled complete and utter social and emotional disconnection for many people. So as many people are reeling from the loss of jobs and their livelihoods, um, including the loss of family. Um, and at some point, I've heard multiple stories where one person is saying they've lost multiple family members, two, three family members, and sometimes within days of each other. How devastating can that be, right? And so even maybe the loss of their friends too. Um, and the overall sense of security, this sense of not knowing when things will get better, how things will get better, um, where meals are coming from, and overall just flexible, spendable income. Um, and so I can see, as I'm sure you can, how social distancing can quickly turn to complete and utter isolation. So I think we've seen and begin uh, you know, beginning with this whole uh, shelter in place with many states and in many countries, I think we've already started to see uh, the effects of this kind of complete kind of emotional and social disconnect starting to play out across grocery stores, shops, markets, and maybe even in our own living rooms, right? Just all across the world. What would once maybe be considered slights or simple annoyances have now ballooned into all our arguments, fights, and even right here in Georgia as we live and breathe, pistol whippings at the post office. Yeah, seriously, Google it if you don't believe it. But it's like an all-out war um, has ensued with people truly taking their rights to very specific and finite social distances of at least six feet or more. They're taking it to seriously new heights, family. And so I even uh, came across an article about a week or so back detailing how daytime talk show host Kelly Ripa became emotional during a quarantine episode of Live with Ryan Seacrest. Now, she was letting Ryan and the viewers in on the fact that she hadn't been talking to two of her children at the time. The reason, she says, is because they didn't want to give her a hug. She goes on to explain that she tried to calm their fears by reminding them that they were all at home together um, and under what she called lockdown, but she continues that they kind of weren't trying to hear it. And she even goes on to say that she missed hugging her parents, you know, which I think for many of us, if we're, again, just socially distancing with immediate family or we have parents maybe um, in the nursing homes or maybe that are kind of more independent, they want to stay, you know, in their own homes, it's been kind of rough. And so we can see how all these facets of incorporating social distancing have kind of taken on lives and very uh, hard <laughs> truths at this time. And it now, right, got me to thinking, and I have a very sneaky suspicion, right, as I evaluate uh, Kelly Ripa's situation and her family, I'm really starting to think and believe that she's not the only one um, that's experiencing or feeling the remnants of highly fearing the unknown. Um, even, you know, if I can 
be, you know, candid and just kind of vulnerable now. In my own household, my husband, Jess, and I, right, have turned into, like, the hygiene police. And this is from a man who he can attest to it, um, you know, would have to be reminded to wash his hands before he ate. So now he even, like, questions me and our four children incessantly about our hand-washing practices and has all but stopped even giving me kisses, people. So though I must admit that other facets of physical touch, with air quotes and all, <laughs> have continued with that incident, but like Julia Roberts says in Pretty Woman, my husband ain't kissing me on the mouth. <laughs> That's not going down, people. <laughs> At least as long as we're socially distancing for coronavirus. Um, but even my own sister and mother, they've both confided in me about the strain that being locked in the house has had on them and their respective spouses. My sister actually had me in stitches the other day as she was detailing the initial joy her, my niece, and my nephews had in having daddy home, right, for those first couple of weeks. But that his too consistent presence was starting to become a slight annoyance to her, as she put it very mildly. My mother said she too enjoyed having my stepdad home, but that he began to work some nerves she thought she had left behind for Jesus a long time ago. And they were like, we're back, uh, work on it. <laughs> And so even in my own home, Jesse and I have had our share of extra stay away moments, right? And so it was as a collective of all these stories that I began to question, um, you know, the, the fact of, you know, if Kelly Ripa, her kids, my husband, my sister, my mother, and even myself, right, are having these issues with social distancing and emotional disconnection, who else is kind of struggling with this conundrum, right? And though I know it's not all tears and fears, because as you know, I'm even trying to kind of lighten up some of the, the more heavy situations in this topic. There have been a host of jeers as well, right, in regards to social distancing. So I've seen everything from the calls and shout outs for quarantine booze and bays and people trying to get hooked up during this very traumatic time and in, in world events um, to the memes on the exaggerated lengths that people may or have taken in the fight to social distance and I think many people are just trying to find a healthy balance to it all but what does that look like right how should or do we even practice physical emotional and spiritual intimacy with our families and loved ones at times where we are constantly being bombarded with reminders to remain at least six feet apart how do we ensure that ultimately socially distancing doesn't become emotionally diminishing? Well, again, to further explore and discuss these questions and ultimately come up with some solid, actionable steps that promote holistic and necessary connectivity, I'm going to bring in my husband, Jesse, again. Bay, say hello again. You've been like extra quiet over there listening to my questions and my ponderings. But now is your time to shine. So give us your thoughts on the topic of connecting through corona, especially when fear, misinformation, disinformation, verbiage, and everything in between, including our feelings, are kind of getting in the way. 
And so when I say feelings getting in the way, I mainly mean just having to deal with all the newness, right? The nuances, um, the ever-changing information, rapid increase of infection rate, deaths all across America and the globe, and just kind of processing all these things and still trying to carry on with everyday life. So just come on back in, babe. Tell us what your thoughts are. Tell us how you were kind of dealing with it and how we can kind of move forward and away from fear and into faith, into more positivity. What do you think? What are some of your thoughts? Well, especially first learning about this coronavirus, there's definitely a sense of fear, especially in a home, workplace, just walking on the street doing our regular daily chores, mm. not knowing where is this coronavirus coming from, who has this coronavirus, who's infected, if I myself may be potentially no, infected, yeah. if the person I'm talking right next to me is infected. So there was definitely a sense of fear. And nervousness. And nervousness. Yeah as far as learning more about this coronavirus. Mm -hmm. As the days went along, I did see the spread of infection go up. Yeah, Which is definitely unfortunate. As far as me at home, us at home, mm -hmm. definitely gave us a sense of appreciation as far as being able to uh, be around our family. Yeah, yeah. Imposed time, time of yeah. connectivity. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. In a time where um, we kind of need someone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. But we just don't know how mm -hmm. to receive that someone. Sometimes, right? Because that's what we were just talking about, the idea that um, we're kind of socially distancing, but for some people that's turning into emotional disconnect. And so how do we reach out and still stay connected during a time where we're being told to physically be separated, right? So yeah, I agree. We do need you know, each other more than ever, I think, now, right? Yes. And... I can tell you, I definitely gained a sense of appreciation for health. Mm -hmm, I agree. Oh, boy. For our life. <laughs> Thank and for God. Life. Amen. Yeah, yeah. And um, one of the things that I try and tell Jessica mm -hmm. is to let's have more of a sense of appreciation mm -hmm. for the things that we do have. Yeah, amen. I agree. Which is health life and love yeah i agree definitely i like that right health life and love where you know there's so many things coming in at us like a flood on a daily basis let's appreciate health life and love let's be so grateful to god for that and so in thinking of that what would we say are two important things that we each can kind of give our listeners um, for them to remember when trying to safely and healthily connect with loved ones um, on a physical emotional spiritual and even intimate level yeah. like what's one thing that you'd be able to tell them well as far as connecting with loved ones be purposeful mm. yeah um, i like that reach out to someone that you're thinking of mm -hmm. 
Yeah, someone that you time. haven't even spoken to in a long time, mm-hmm. or someone that you do speak to frequently, mm-hmm. just be purposeful. I agree. You know, send them a message that you know has some sense of meaning. Yeah. Call, text. Mm-hmm. You can even write them a letter. Mm-hmm. And express different feelings and emotions that maybe you haven't had the time to express before. Yeah, I, I like that, babe. I, I think that is awesome, right? That thought of just really using the time wisely, being purposeful, being intentional. Um, for some of you, you may know or may not, but Professor Brene Brown of the University of Houston and TED Talk fame, um, she was quoted as saying that a deep sense of love and belonging is an irresistible need of all people. We are biologically, cognitively, physically, and spiritually wired to love, be loved, and to belong. So when those needs are not met, we don't function as we were meant to, right? And so this is a fundamental uh, truth for every and all human beings. God created us all as communicative and expressive um beings right so we thrive literally whether we like to believe it or not but we thrive in healthy connection to one another and so i think one point that i can add right um to jesse's idea of being purposeful and intentional is let's make time for our minds right and so with so much as we said all this negative information a lot of it is necessary but some of it is just overwhelmingly too much so you know we're just kind of being constantly just overwhelmed with the ever-changing facts figures and frustrations over the coronavirus so from the stark numbers of deaths in the u.s and around the world to the rapidly increasing newly confirmed cases of infection it's just truly enough to drive us mad with fear so what we can and need to choose, though, are the ways in which we can healthily decompress. So I think, honestly, that we need to be informed, right? We need to know what's going on in our country and around the world at this critical time in our history. But informed and engulfed, right, Jess? What do you think? They're two completely different things, right? Yes. Being informed. Versus being engulfed. Versus being engulfed. Right. Being informed and having the right information. Right. Correct information. Factual information. What's necessary. What's necessary. Being engulfed, it's just being flooded with information yeah. mm-hmm. and oversaturated Ooh, with yeah. information that may be useful and may not be useful. It may pertain to you. It may not pertain to you. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, sometimes, right, we just need to shut it down, literally. And I I just kind of mean that in the most literal sense possible. From the news to even our cell phones to anything, everything, and even sometimes people that are going to kind of hold us captive to seeing, reliving, hearing, and having to experience the overload of all things COVID-19, right? So, yeah, just shut it down. Let's give our minds some time to completely detox. 
in a day. And we should do this daily just from it all. Let's just detox from it all. So some ways that we can do that, Jess, I, I thought, right, some may call it meditation. Um, and so that's one way, right? We can meditate. And so for me, that would more purposefully mean like studying and literally feeding on the word of God. So I need to know and be able to repeat the truths that God has given us, especially in dire times where hope can turn to hopelessness and faith is fastly turning into fear. And so I have three verses here, right, that I think are compellingly calming um, during a time where anxiety and fear are trying to grip us, right? And so the first one is Psalm 34, verse 4, and this is from the New English Translation, and it says, I sought the Lord's help and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears, right? And then I have Isaiah 41.10 in the same translation. And it says, don't be afraid for I am with you, says the Lord. Don't be afraid for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I help you. Yes, I uphold you with my victorious right hand. And then the final one is from Philippians 4 verses six to seven, and this is in the amplified version. And it says, do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything, every circumstance and situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific requests known to God. And the peace of God, that peace which reassures the heart, that peace with which transcends all understanding, that peace which stands guard over your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus is yours. Right. And so these are three verses that I think all of us honestly can really use and allow it to just kind of calm us. Right. And just think on good things. Just try to focus on the good as well. So as we said, detox from the negativity and put good in. Right. You, you say I've heard, you know, bad in, bad out. And yes. you've told the kids. Yes. Right. Yes. Good in. Uh, good in, good out. Right. Um, I once heard positive talk, positive walk. Yeah, amen. So, the <laughs> more it. positive you put in, the more positive you will get out. That's very true. And so, also in addition to meditating, right, exercising, which just you're like a health buff, right? And so, you know the benefits yeah. of exercising right yeah. on a frequent basis yes. so what are your thoughts um well one of the benefits of exercise is um when we talk into mental health mm -hmm. and emotional health yeah. exercise has been proven mm -hmm. to kind of um keep the body mm -hmm functioning right at its optimal level at, 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 a, at a high level right and the release of endorphins yes. right those feel-good hormones yes and i can talk for experience myself you know after i get a good workout in i feel good mm -hmm. yeah i feel like i'm on cloud nine <laughs> the happy hormones yeah. kick in <laughs> and not only do the happy hormones kick in, but my thoughts are clearer. Mm, yeah. I'm thinking much clearer. And it improves our energy level and overall mood, right? It does. It, does. it definitely does. And so, one of the things that I even like to tell Jessica, sometimes she's a little bit reluctant. <laughs> Don't be like telling my business. <laughs> look, you work out, you exercise, 
You're really treating yourself. That's true. You're treating your body. You're treating your mind. You're treating your feelings. Yeah, that's true. Yes. And so another thing that Jesse, now I'm going to tell his business because he put mine on Front Street about exercise. But another thing that Jesse does very well is napping, right? True. <laughs> so taking a nap, literally True. for mental clarity, True. right, Jess? That's, yes. That's your function. So I was going to say, look, I maybe don't meditate as good as Jessica does. <laughs> I surely sleep better. <laughs> That's so, true. Yes, a nap every once in a while, especially in the day, does improve the way I feel. <laughs> Definitely does. It's a great way to kind of decompress, as we said, reset and kind of restore, right? Yes. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. He's right. I don't get as many naps in, but <laughs> I'll try it. I'll try it. And so the final, right, when we say... Uh, we're thinking of make time for your mind, right? The final one is you can talk to someone, right? Yes. And so talking to someone safe, right? Someone that you deem as um, reliable in being able to care for your feelings, right? And not to overwhelm them either, right? Because we know that can happen too. Sometimes we decompress and the person that we're speaking to may also need to decompress and we're kind of dumping yeah. on them. Yeah. So just to have that boundary where you know and they know, hey, if you need to talk, we can talk about it. And even now, right, I, I'm not adverse to also talking about speaking to someone professionally. You know, now with the teleconferencing abilities that we have through Zoom and all these other um, web hosting sites, you can actually speak to therapists, doctors online, you know, and I've even seen an app for that too. I think Michael Phelps um, was promoting an app um, for that. And so, you know, just talking it out sometimes and just kind of releasing, that's very helpful too. Yeah. Um, won't you agree? I agree. Right? Just being able to hear yourself speak out loud and maybe hear just the positive affirmative thoughts from someone that truly cares about you and yes. knows you yes. or just really has um, positivity in your best interest at heart, right? Yes, I agree. So the next and final thing, right? So we said this was what we just gave you was to make time for your mind, but let's make time for your bind, right? And the bind here that I'm talking about is not like a crunch, like you're in a, a hard pressed place, but the ties that bind, right? So your bind is your relationship right? Your relationship goals or love goals, right? And so during what we can all agree is such an isolating time in human history, we can choose to focus on and intentionally seek out ways to make priority driven and quality time, as Jesse said, for those we love, right? Something as simple as playing a game together with Maybe those who are sheltered in place with you at home. So like your husband, your wife, your children, your parents, even if you, you know, if you're um, able to or even coloring. Um, Jess, right. You and I did some coloring activities with we the did. kids last week we did. and we all absolutely loved it. And I think if we're honest, you and I probably enjoyed it more than the kids. I agree. <laughs> I did not want to stop coloring. I agree, right? And we did 
with the color pencils, which made it even awesomer. Like, seriously, those color pencils were so great. They, they were a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. And so we really did enjoy ourselves. And what that experience actually showed me was that it truly doesn't take much to appreciate and enjoy time with your family, right? I know that Zoom has been all the rage, as we just spoke about in the last month, and Skype, WhatsApp, Facebook, TikTok, and a host of other social media platforms have been able to provide us all with much needed ways in which we can connect and see loved ones, but in keeping it all the way real, right? There are just some things that a phone call or video chat can't fix or suffice. What do you think, right? There are times where, like Kelly Ripple quipped, you just want to give a hug, a kiss, or even just feel the physical embrace of those who are so close but so far now yes. to us right and so not to even mention the topic of sexual intimacy <laughs> so we're getting a little uh more candid here right though many have suggested in riotlessly hilarious ways that there will probably be an extraordinary boom in birth rates all across the globe because of the shirts are in place right the truth is for many couples especially those with kids in tow as we can attest to the bedroom is the only place where there ain't knocking right going on <laughs> the kids are knocking on everything else exactly but the bedroom's not knocking exactly <laughs> So what are your thoughts on that, Jess? She's right. <laughs> There's definitely a lot of knocking going on, but it's not in the bedroom. <laughs> so it's like, really, for us, between e-learning, right? The kids are still doing the work online, um, cooking, cleaning, playing outside, washing up, showers, baths, diaper changes, and everything in between. And because of the end of the school year here in Georgia, which initiates completely new bedtime rules, by the time our crew is down for the night, Jess and I are not too far behind. We're definitely not too far behind. <laughs> I'm usually the first one to go out. <laughs> and then I'll drag her in the room. That, that's true. That's true. But no knocking. You know, no that's knocking. something that we have to kind of make time for, right? Yes. I mean, if planning sex, honestly, was ever needed for my husband and I, and I know for many other couples, too, with responsibilities and children, this would be the time, right? No time like the present. So we found ways of being creative, okay. right, babe? Yeah, we did. Right? We did. And trying to take time where we can make time. <laughs> and though it hasn't always worked out, we'll get it together as we have nothing but time for now, right? Exactly. <laughs> so if we're honest, we'll admit that once may have passed, you know, what once may have passed for spending time with our family and loved ones truly pales in comparison now with what we're actually having to do. But this can be a good thing. This is where we can stop the excuses of being too busy, right? Or of trying to rationalize our inattention as simply misdirection because of work, school, or a plethora of other distractions. And we can genuinely hone into what truly matters now, right? As you said, purposeful connecting, purposeful 
just expressions of love, yes. right, and appreciation. So the sad truth is, for many of us, we simply don't miss a thing until it's not an option yep. anymore, right? And so we forsake and take for granted the precious moments that we often realize too late we can't get back. Right? So my charge to you today, my faithful and awesome family of listeners, is to love on yourself, one. Be sure to care for your spirit, body, and mind. And take time to care for the same for those closest to and around you. Right? Any final thoughts on your part, Jess? Like, how are you feeling? We're coming to the end of, you know, episode two of Kingdom Goals Connection. Yeah. Connecting through yeah. Corona. Yeah. Um, feeling good, um, feeling a sense of, you know what, we ourselves can expand on these things even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We ourselves at home can take the time even more and be even more purposeful mm-hmm. in our connection between my wife and I. Yeah, definitely. And our kids and yeah, I agree. Uh, and... Yeah. yeah no, what were you gonna say? I'm sorry, babe. No, because you know every day is a new day, and there's something new that we can do, mm-hmm. something new that we can discover, something yeah. new that we can learn. Amen. Yeah. And so um, it kind of gives us a sense of being creative with each other mm-hmm. and continuing learning about each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. So ultimately, family, in closing, what Jesse and I want to leave you with is that know that no matter what you are going through right at this moment and staying connected to the good, the great, and to God, we are all going to grow through this season. If we resolve to allow love to reign and determine that when negativity, nagging, and downright nastiness tries to overwhelm us, that we will simply change the channel, then we're already on the pathway to victory. We have the right and responsibility to choose love and to remember that socially distancing does not have to mean emotionally or spiritually diminishing. And so again, this is your girl, Jessica Zarita Wilson and... This is Jesse D. Wilson. And we're thanking you for joining us for an awesomely extra filled joy loving scoop of uh, kingdom goals and we look forward to you riding with us again next time until then god God bless bless. peace Peace.